We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir? Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free stay. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports Podcast, where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Uh, today we have a, a special mini-sode, something that was hinted at in our episode from Monday. As folks, as you listeners of the show know, we covered Vision Quest. Me and Caroline broke down um, what I, I believe is just an 80s cult classic. Uh, you know, people seem, people seem to dig this movie. The patrons of this show voted it in and i've been told by the man i'm talking to today i've been told by other other patrons other listeners i need to shout out my my good friend andy lyson who is a a patron of this show who who has also been pushing for it uh that that we needed to talk vision quest and we watched it we talked it caroline and i had a lot of questions uh this is a this is a movie that um you know neither of us had had big wrestling backgrounds um, and we just needed to understand some things. So joining uh, today is one of our, our one of our newest, actually, producer-level patron, uh, Dan McFall, the man who I think spearheaded the charge for Vision Quest. Dan, thank you so much for joining me and, and hopefully clearing up some questions I have. Yeah, we will We will see what I do. Thanks for having me on. Um, I know it's a, uh, we weren't sure like how, how this was going to work out, but I was like, you needed a wrestling consigliere and I'm, I'm happy to see what I can do. That is exactly the case. <laughs> um, but before, before we ask some specific questions, cause I had kind of, I, me and Caroline, it just kind of threw it through it. Just a few things. Cause I think we got the general grasp of it. Why vision? Why does vision quest resonate? You, you wrestled in high school. I believe I have that correct. Like why, why does Vision Quest, why have I, over the course of doing this show, gotten so many tweets and messages from former wrestlers like, hey, you need, you gotta cover Vision Quest. Like, wh- how does Vision Quest stick out? This movie came out almost 40 years ago now. Thank you for aging me. Yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost 40 years ago. I didn't see it when it came out in the theaters. Uh, but, um, yeah, so... You know, we were chatting a little bit about this pre-show. There's not a lot of movies about wrestlers, but that doesn't alone kind of like give it the, the default. Uh, makes it, I think the thing is, 
it's it really does capture even a little bit of the horny stuff, even though it made it too creepy. It really does yeah. kind of capture the way the way wrestlers are kind of specifically fucked up. And <laughs> um it it does capture that and then put it through the light of that kind of coming of age thing. I think because wrestling is such a high school centric sport, right? Like even smaller than say college, you know, high school football player to college football player, like high school wrestler to even a college wrestler to anything past that. Um, it really, our memories of wrestling are distinctly tied to high school. And this movie does capture some of that, or at least attempt to the themes are there. And I think that's what makes it stick out. And then what, it really does get the sport right, right? Like there's other things that we y'all talked about. It doesn't get right, but it really does get the sport right. It gets the effort that goes into the sport. It gets the kind of unique thing, you know, uh, Loudon's thing to Otto, which is, hey, I hate to break it to you, but wrestling's not a team sport. Like it's got this whole thing about like, yeah, it, is, it is, but it isn't because it's a one-on-one thing. And, you know, even more uniquely than some other one-on-one sports, it really captures that, like, you win or you lose. And it is you and the other guy, and there's really not a question. Like, you, there's not a bad call in a wrestling match. I mean, some people might say, I wasn't pinned, but let me tell you, you were close. It's, <laughs> you were you were in trouble. So it's a, it's a unique sport in that, and it really captured that aspect to it. And I think that's why it sticks with us, who, are, who wrestled, you know, for me, you know, 30 years ago, really, at this point, um, it's a, uh, that's the unique side of it. That's why it sticks with us. And it, it, it does do that through the lens of coming of age. And I think you, you remember how well they did that part. Yeah. So with the, the team aspect and just like the high school guy aspect of it, um, like I, I, you know, I played baseball in, in high school and college and like some of the team shenanigans and just like general, like horniness of 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 stuff like that that was familiar to me obviously Loudon was just a different level into all that and I think Caroline and I dove into that specifically but it's I, I want to talk about the sport and it, it's it's good to know that it got the sport right because like to me and Caroline it felt like we got it felt like it got the sport right we just didn't have it so we we just had a couple things of like wanting to know a little bit more because I will say like I could see myself watching more wrestling movies or being like I thought it did a good job of educating you on what you needed to know in, in a lot of this. Like it, it made the scoring system seem fairly like even if you didn't understand wrestling, you could pick it up fairly. It didn't beat you over the head with it. But I, I want to start like um, one thing we both want to know, the, the 168 pound limit that Loudon seems intent. Like he, he explains it a little bit to Fiorentino's character, but is that like the the end all be all is that because it, it seems like it's a very, that's a very interesting weight. Cause you don't think of that as a 168 is a very big dude. Yeah. I, so I will say, and I think that's a thing where, so one, and I, I looked this up, I've never read the novel. I'm actually kind of tempted to do it now. So interestingly enough in the novel, he's cutting to 145, which Jerry is what, I, which is what I read, but not from 190. He's still cutting two weight classes. He's actually kind of cutting from 168 to 145. And is a two weight class cut kind of second question? Is that normal or would it been like more realistic if he would have said, I'm cutting down to this weight class? Because like cutting from 190 to 170 something is still a a lot of times a loss of strength or, you know, losing muscles, like something like that. Because it wasn't like he was a a big bulky 190. Yeah, I think that's a thing they could have explained. Two weight class cut from what your is already your natural weight class is a huge deal 
right? Because they, and they even hinted at it when he's, you know, probably distracted because there's a high schooler in a bar with his English teacher, but he talked about how he was ballooned up to over 200 pounds over the summer, right? So you kind of get, so what you'll hear guys, you'll hear MMA guys, boxers, wrestlers, the same way, you'll hear about walking around weight, which is kind of like what I weigh. There's kind of two walking around weights, what I might weigh in the off season. And then like what I walk around at when I haven't cut. And like, you kind of want to cut down for the weigh-in and Caroline touched on this with some friends of hers. And then you want to hydrate back up, eat. You want to get yourself back up. You might not in high school as much because there's more rules around this, but like an Olympic wrestler, serious guys, they might put 12, as much as 10, 12 pounds back on from weigh-in to when they wrestle the match. Like, yeah, they will just dehydrate themselves to the point of like blurry vision and stuff like that. And this is, it's not safe. It's not a healthy thing. There's a lot more rules about it, which is, which is good, but a two weight class cuts. So that's a big deal. And y'all mentioned this. I was not, I was shaking my head at the time. So 168 is a big deal because shoots there. That's what makes 168 the big deal in the movie and, and the weight class. And, and, you know, and there'll probably be some more questions on it, but what makes it, it's, it's because that's where the best wrestler in the state is, right? It could have been 140. It could have been 190, but kind of like the accepted pound for pound best guy in the state of Washington and Loud's world is shoot. So that's what made 168 a big deal. And then the weight class is actually kind of jumping ranges. So maybe that's what they were going for. So 190 to 168 cuts a pretty big deal. Like two weight classes, when I wrestled 145, that would have been 160 to 145, which is only 15 pounds. Still a big cut because you're probably a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the piece that goes together. So it's, it was really only a big deal because shoot was there. But a two weight class cut, if you're already kind of under the assumption they hinted at, he had cut to get to 190 to have that be his wrestling weight for the season. And then he cuts 22 more. That's a huge deal. That's that's hard. Yeah, uh, well, and, and dumb. <laughs> with with what he's looking at, what he's looking like when we we have that final fight between him and Shoot. Shoot the whole time, the whole movie is like built like a brick shit house. Like that guy yep. is. It, I think I said on the show, like if he's actually one sixty eight, he's like five two because he's just stacked yep. with muscle. And this seems that seems to be his comfort weight class, like his prime. Like this is this is what he what he walks around at. Like this is what he lives at. Loudon is is so skinny by the end of this, and so just so clearly unhealthy and when there are drops like that is it realistic that a guy you know he he'd said i wish there was more about showing why he's good again there's only the conversation with fiorentino where he says i'm good like i i know my body like i can read a guy and stuff like that so that that's like the only thing we get about him what makes him kind of special because it seems like he would need a little extra something something like have some sort of special talent to make up for the fact that like He's wrestling this muscled out guy and they're they're just not in the same physical state when they're at the, that weight. Yeah. And if there's a thing that you find somewhat, I would say I find unbelievable a little bit, even in the movie, that's a portrayal where it's like as a wrestler and you already picked up on it. Right. Absolute wrestling in high school. So I'm a short I'm a short, thick guy. Right. Um, and actually in those lower to middle weight classes, that worked great. Right, man. My favorite thing was like a guy's like six two who weighs one hundred and forty five, and I'm five eight one forty five. Because I'm like, there's just more of you to grab. There's more concentrated mass. And yeah, I think that, I, the, you, the shoot loud in comparison is is striking. Yeah, it's like you. I'm hard to move. You're easy to move, and that that works out well. Now I'll say you can see, especially at a 
a little above 168 at Loudon's natural weight class, you would see that. You might see short, stocky guys that are 190 and big, tall guys, you know, built more like a wide receiver type. And the big guy could win that. So I would say I found it, especially with shoot being, and this is a big deal, a thing that like you had to be, he was a returning state champion, maybe multi-state champion. That's a really big deal in wrestling. Like to win, especially kind of implied, I feel like he was like a returning two-time state champ, which means he won a title like as a sophomore. That's a huge deal. Like that means he was a stud wrestling older guys in more mature bodies. So it's tougher to believe, especially with the build of, of Modine and the guy who played uh, shoot. I do find it tougher to believe also because, and this is a thing y'all didn't even know, like they show Loudon being a pretty good wrestler with only one match, but there's stuff in that match. Like his takedown game was great. He couldn't keep the guy on the mat. Like constantly he's taking the guy down. The guy's escaping instantly. And I'm like, so against a guy who looks like shoot, who knows how to wrestle, I, I had trouble believing it, right? Like they mm -hmm. pepped me up, they went out there, but I would say to cut that much, he had to cut muscle mass, right? He's giving up muscle. The only way he gets down is, is to give up actual muscle. So it's not unheard of. Like Loudon's kind of, they keep hinting he's this wrestling prodigy, right? It's only his second year and he qualified for state in his first year. I think there's sort of supposed to be a hint that he's farm strong and stuff like that, you know, but yeah, it was... My biggest suspension of disbelief was that. Plus, and then on top of it, fun, not in the trivia, I went and looked it up. <laughs> they cut the guy, like, shoot, cut to 190. He was 190 pounds in so the movie. So that makes, that makes more sense because that guy yeah. is big. Yeah, he looked so good. He looked exactly – he was a wrestler. He apparently yeah. beat a guy to get the role. But, yeah, he he looked the part, but he was way too big. He needed to be – you were exactly right. He should have been 5'5 five, five or 5'6 five, built like that. Not uncommon to see a guy like that. And apparently that was another one, and it was a little different than novelization. Like, they're built the same. Loudon's just four inches taller than he is. Like, mm. that's, they like, it's like they look the same. It's just that Loudon's four inches taller than he is. And that's why they're in such disparate weight classes. And I was that, like, that would have been so more that, believable. Yeah, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. The, the other thing, and something that Caroline pointed out, was that it's interesting and this is just more of a structural movie thing. It is not like a state championship match or anything. It is like seemingly the second match of the season, Loudon's first match fighting at that weight. Cause the, the first match we see, he's still fighting at the, the weight in the one seventies. And it's interesting. Like, and you know, one, it's probably a question for, for guys who made the movie. Like why didn't they just make this a championship match? But in terms of like it, just in your experience, like how likely is it that Loudon, keeps at this weight he, for seemingly he's got to wrestle the rest of the season and then make it to state where it's likely that he would meet shoot again if he could if he could even stay at that like how often does a wrestler just not keep at the weight throughout throughout the whole season like it seems like it is very unlikely that he either one gets another shot at shoot because he can't keep the weight or two could beat him again yeah no i think so uh, that's a great question so you can bounce around in weight classes there there is a bit of that but to qualify, and this is, you know, I wrestled in Georgia, so Washington could have been different. And I wrestled in the 90s, not the 80s, so the rules bounce around a little bit. But you had to, the rule we had was you could bounce around weight classes, but you had to wrestle at a weight class at least four times to declare at that weight class to qualify for state. And there's actually kind of leading up, you could do districts, then regionals, then super regionals, then state might be how it, it depends on the size of the state, the size of the schools. 
Um, but you had to wrestle the weight class at least four times. So, cause what they didn't want to do is have a guy be a big guy. And it's like, Oh, I'm going to do a super cut down like Loudon did because I only have to wrestle through a couple tournaments. So likely, and they didn't deal with it. I would guess what Loudon did was he wrestled shoot. He won his match. He went back up to 170, if not <laughs> even one. Dipped. <laughs> yeah, he dipped down. He did his challenge, right? He had his vision quest to wrestle the best guy in the state and win. And then he probably went back to his natural weight class, right? Uh, you know, Cooch would have been pissed at him if he hadn't. But that's probably what he did. Is he wandered all the way back up to his natural, natural weight class. Um, and guys do that. You know, sometimes you just, you just don't see the two weight class cut. You sometimes see guys if you're in the in the smaller weight classes where you're only like five pounds apart you you would run into guys where it's like oh you know what your best guy's 140 our best guy's 145 they know each other forever you can have what's called a catch weight match where they just mm -hmm. agree to like they'll both make it at 142 and a half or something like that and they'll wrestle each other because they just want to find out but yeah i doubt he went to state and to your point i think shoot would kill him if they had wrestled oh, again because because he would have like he would have so much anger in his heart. Like he would be, he would be looking to rip Loudon limb from limb. And he would have known Loudon's tricks a little bit. It's mm -hmm. just like you said, the, the being there naturally would, uh, you know, I think would have just played out differently the second time. You're not as amped up. They were probably both amped up. He gets another shot at him, shoots the kind of guy rip an arm off in, yeah, the, and in the rematch. There's something to be said. And this is like any sport for being a champion. Like there is a different level, like, Loudon had it on one day, but shoot is a, a champion, likely a multi-time champion. There's just a difference in that sort of mentality. And like champions overcome champions adjust like loud. Oh, yeah. is the, you know, I have a one-time guy. Uh, Caroline had a question that was not as like wrestling specific, but it was just about the coach attire. Do coaches always wear polos under unitards? Um, so that's funny. My wrestling coach never wore his singlet with a polo underneath it, but also I looked at him and was like, that's a, that's a wrestling coach. That guy looks exactly like a wrestling <laughs> coach. I've seen wrestling coaches that look like that, um, that would wear a singlet. Funny thing about wrestling, the coach is the last guy on the team you ever want to wrestle. <laughs> Just right when he put Cooch in the that's, – that's called a double chicken wing, by the way, that, that pin, and it sucks. They really hurt. Oh, I would have, uh, that would have torn every muscle in my body if someone just like put me in that just as a demonstration like he did with Cooch. Yeah, yeah. And 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 coaches love to do stuff to like guys like that who are dicking around during practice. It was they got that really right. He he looked like a wrestling coach. A little bit of a gut, right? Cuz he quit cutting weight later in life, but everything else around him's rock solid. Yeah, uh you know, since the discourse has been going wrestling coaches and offensive line coaches very very oh, closely that, aligned. That would, that would add up. Well, and I would assume in a lot of high schools, that is the same guy. That is like, he's coaching wrestling. He's also coaching offensive. Because watching this movie for me, so wrestling was not at my high school. Like not a lot of high, not as many high schools in Texas have wrestling, which is weird. You think that would go hand in hand, but like mine doesn't. I don't think a single school in my district had one, but like I know uh, where I, you know, where I have friends and Virginia, where I would where I would have gone to high school, like there was wrestling there. Obviously, I played with some guys in college baseball who were from like Iowa, from the Midwest. They did a lot of wrestling and stuff like that, and it seemed to be like a mainstay. the The size of the team in Vision Quest, I mean, that is a full football team. That is a whole ass football team. You could do like you could easily have make up two, you know, 
have first and second string football with that. Your high school wrestling team, high school wrestling teams in your experience, are they usually that big? It seemed like wrestling was the biggest deal there. You don't hear the football mentioned at all in the movie. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. So, well, one, so they're, they're different season sports. So you typically, so football's a fall sport and then wrestling's a winter sport. So wrestling, you know, it's funny, like uh, we feel like we compete with basketball because that's actually kind of, you know, sort of a wrestling, you know, the joke is wrestling's a short guy sport because it's for all the guys. We learned in middle school, we were too short to play basketball. So we, we started picking up this other sport. That I So I went to a small school. I went to a private school that actually, you know, competed up in single A in Georgia. And yeah, my wrestling team was tiny. Um, but I would say even like the when we do tournaments where like there are 4A Georgia teams, that team seems big. Now, I would say if you were in Iowa, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, 4A, 5A high school, you'd see wrestling teams. Those are it's a big sport, especially Iowa. I don't know how big wrestling is in Washington. The fact that it was based in Washington tells me I, the guys, you Arthur's maybe from there or whatever else. It did seem like a big wrestling team. Like wrestling has this kind of natural attrition to it. In my experience outside of states where it's deeply ingrained in the culture. So once again, you're, you're Midwest huge in the Midwest, big 10, right? Almost yeah. all of your NCAA champions are like big 10 guys. Um, it seemed like a big team, maybe Pacific Northwest wrestling is actually that big, but it did feel a bit like a big team. And one of it is, it, sucks. it is, it's a hard sport. Like I, you know, I joked about it, but you kind of got to be a little screwy in the head in a certain way to enjoy wrestling. Lots of guys I wrestled with who were good at it quick. They hated cutting the weight. Um, and, and, you know, and, uh, you haven't asked the question, but one thing Caroline did that stuck in my head is, you know, it varied by coach. Some coaches could be a little unhealthy in terms of pushing. There's more rules and guardrails now. I mean, straight up scary. Kids have died in high school. I, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm not yeah. surprised at all. I'm like, we, I think when we think of sports and dieting, a lot of the times we think of football player, like, you know, offensive linemen, like, you, you know, you see, you always see the NFL offensive retiree cut down where it's like Joe yeah. Thomas shows up to work and it's like, wow, he looks fantastic on TV. And you think about like how many calories these guys are putting on, but watching, uh, watching Loudon in this movie go through, go through that cut and what he's doing. And I mean, just the nosebleeds and like the, he looks much less healthy and like you can just imagine and especially in high school when it's so easy to think like this sport and this thing you're doing is going to be the most important thing you ever do like to where you would ignore a lot of warning signs to 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 change your body in any way necessary yeah and i so the you know the the, the wrestling agencies and that was a thing like the pegboard scene's great. I kind of was like, it was weird that the coach changed his mind so quickly because Loud is <laughs> really clearly struggling. And I think his thought is kind of like, look, it's next week. Make the weight, wrestle, shoot the one time, and we'll get you back healthy. I sort of feel like is what's implied there. Um, and I hope that's the case because I, in everything else, I was like, oh, the wrestling coach seems like a really good guy and he cares and he's paying attention to his kids and, uh, it is a sport that, you know, just like any other, the coach makes or breaks it, um, you know. Uh, but, yeah, that is a thing. It was the the unhealthy cut. There's definitely can be bad coaches with bad pressure. And, and I've seen it on the other side where because the coach is all who has to sign off. You very rarely see the refs. I think that may have been an 80s thing they got rid of. I never weighed in in front of a ref other than at a tournament where at the wrestling tournament they weighed everybody 
because you had to come back the next day, they want to stop that whole put 12 pounds back on thing. So you have a weigh-in at the end of the first day, the West raises that. Otherwise, everything is like honor code, right? Your coach sends. So I wrestled guys where the coach clearly lied. <laughs> like, that guy's 100. That guy is 10 pounds heavier than I am. Um, but that, it's sad. That's a thing they've had to clean up in wrestling, even in the 20 something years since I've done it, where to make sure the peer pressure keeps the kids healthy. And they are kids. Sure. They're still in high school. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was some of the tougher parts of the movie to watch aside from just like the parts with loud interacting with women, which were, uh, which were uh, excruciating. But... You know, and they could have, that was a little, the one tweak I'll, I'll jump in because it's one I keep thinking about. They could have done a better thing to talk about. I will say that cuts like that and what he's doing. One of the other things with wrestling, I will tell you, it does screw with you. Like they could have done a better job of like Loudon's not acting like himself because Loudon's only eating 600 calories a day and running everywhere he goes. And it is, and he doesn't sleep. He talked about it. He's not getting it. So there's like all this, it's like you could, once again, it's why I'd make a great series. You could delve into how it's impacting him as a person, what he's doing. Put, to him, himself. put him in into like kind of a psychosis. And then yeah. if you have a series, you have like, He's seeing the a guidance counselor. He's seeing someone like like that would be that would be an interesting. But Dan, we are we're bumping up on time. Yeah, I, I am. I am glad you pushed this movie through. It was something I needed to to add to my repertoire, and I I appreciate the 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 expertise, which is something that it was some context that Caroline and I needed. And I have to ask you, you know, patron polls open tomorrow for for <laughs> nominations for uh for the month of March. What what is the next plan? You've 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 climbed to the top of the mountain. <laughs> I, I have to think about it. Well, you dangled Shorzy in front of us, and it still hasn't happened. That, so that so, may- yeah, that's a that's a thing that needs. So we're in a weird spot with TV because, like, the thing with TV, and this is something. I mean, we'll just we'll talk about the inner workings of, I guess, the Patreon or how are things work. Is like every the past few months there have been like two polls. Like, there's the Patreon nominated one, and there's I throw some stuff out. The thing with TV is it then takes up the entire slate of, of the month if we're going to do that. Um, I think Alex and I with Ted Lasso season two, we actually did that as kind of a supplement, but that is just frankly a time commitment I don't have anymore. Yep. Um, and, and, and Alex would be the one to do Shorzy. We are actually, we are recording the first episode of rom-com month tomorrow night. So maybe we'll discuss that, but then there's also this looming Ted Lasso yeah. season that will hopefully drop at some point. No, I get it. I get it. So this is my next six months. We'll just be, uh, pushing for Shorzy. No, it's, and I'll have to think I, I, there's some other ones. Um, my other one, well, yeah, cause I was the one who pushed for it. If we want to do like terrible but great like the caroline special month because we already talked about no holds bar and revisiting blood sport and a whole or or that genre i think it'd be fun to have a genre. so maybe that's what i'm going to pick up is pushing for a genre month of crappy martial arts movies and i mean that that sounds great because like i i keep toying with the idea of like let's just throw let's just throw it into theme months and like try to loop sports in as much as possible but like i i want a heist month so badly i just every time like i mean love a heist movie but yeah it's kind of like i think whenever alex thinks ted lasso will drop at the like in march or april and i think after that then we will like because once when ted lasso drops then the show will shift we will do the ted lasso of it all and then um and then start shifting shifting into some theme months so you know a lot of good stuff on the docket no i'm i'm excited and it's fun to actually not carry the torch 
uh, <laughs> torch for a little bit. You know, and just funny because I didn't have to carry it as much. But I think I threw out the Damn United Next Division quest one month and the Damn United because I love that movie too. So oh, that was a revelation for me. That that's yeah. like one of my I I love that movie now. That is yeah. that one that one ruled. But Dan, I I appreciate you carrying the torch for Vision Quest. I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with for next month, and I appreciate you walking me through uh, the wrestling in this, uh, folks. If you haven't yet listened to the Vision Quest episode and you're still listening to this, you're a weirdo. But uh, go back, listen to Vision Quest. We start Rom-Com Month on Monday, so tune into that, uh, available wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you in a few days. Thanks for listening.